you are tuned into a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. Join us now on another exciting metaphysical journey. Relax, tune in, drop out, and take a seat by the fire as we explore new realms and possibilities. This is Magenta Pixie. You can find me at magentapixie.weebly.com. But now, here is Zany Mystic and guest. Enjoy the show. Greetings and welcome to a fireside chat with the Zany Mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. Tonight, my guest is Timothy Glenn, who returns to follow up on the present energies and uh, give us an update on the Pluto-Saturn conjunction and whatever else is going on out there in the cosmos. Uh, Timothy is an author, astrologer, numerologist, and spiritual reader. He came into this life without the veils pulled down all the way down, and like many of us, he never fit into the real world. Early years include music, voice, and exposure to astrology. Theatrical training and performance prepared him for a brief stint as a minister. <clears throat> he has done past life regression, sound healing, esoteric astrology, and now does multidimensional soul purpose readings using a number of arcane and uh, known venues such as numerology and tarot. The arcane elements were discovered in a dusty branch of an ancient library studying Pythagorean numerology. If you say that ten times and you see what happens to your tongue, <coughs> which forms the basis of the sole purpose reading, which is his specialty. So let's welcome Timothy back to the show now. Hi, Tim. How are you? Uh, ready to be jamming, man. Ah, good, good. <coughs> now, um... Excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat, <laughs> and uh, he's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I can see his uh, legs coming out of my mouth, so he's got to be pretty big. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, we the last time we spoke, we talked a lot about the Pluto-Saturn conjunction, and that is going to be in place for quite a long time, in our terms, I guess about four years. Well, actually, the effects of it are just going to like be rumbling down all the way through the 2020s. Ooh, I like and the sound from, of that. And from there, be echoing down through the decades. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that sound, I mean, I have an idea what that might, that those echoes might be uh, doing, and uh, I think they'll be very uh, interesting to watch and hear. Yeah, um, well, for example, what we can do is just back up 500 years. Okay. The last time that this happened in Capricorn was the year 1518. Mm. Okay? Now, up until that point, the Vatican had well, pretty much just ruled Europe. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, um, just a matter of a few weeks before it went exact in Capricorn, and that was the last time it happened in Capricorn, or 500 years ago, there was this guy in Germany named Martin Luther. Ah. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He decided that he would write a thesis about how the Catholic Church was off base, shall we say, to be <laughs> very gentle about it. And then he wrote another thesis and another. He ended up writing 95 of these theses. And Ooh. then it came time to post them, 
and the Saturn-Pluto conjunction was almost exact. We were within weeks of it. And, well, he couldn't post those on Facebook. He couldn't post them on Twitter. or You know, there was no social media. So he decided to just walk over to the cathedral and nail them to the door and post them oh. there. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, so... So that got the wedge in, and next thing you know, Germany broke away. You know, the Lutheran Church was formed, wow. and Germany broke out from under control of the Vatican, and not long after that, England followed, formed the Church of England, and then the Netherlands followed. So we had the Protestant Reformation, which opened up the gateways to the, you know, the Elizabeth, Elizabethan age. Oh, yeah. And Shakespeare and all that cool stuff, the Renaissance and all that oh, great stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was the effect of that... Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. And wow. so it's not like it all happened in 1518. Wow, that is really exciting. So yes. if that's any indication, then we uh, we probably won't be prepared for whatever shows up. Uh, but we can also uh, create it. You know, we're all creators, exactly. so we, can, we all have a hand in the creation of this reality here that's uh, uh, knocking us around on occasion. <laughs> Yes, we have much greater awareness now than we did back then 500 years ago. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, there really is no comparison. And the cool thing is, uh, when this one went exact, we had the sun, uh, uh, which has an influence on us, and also the major asteroid series was there, and the Saturn-Pluto conjunction being exact, and then Mercury, all packed within less than one and one-third degrees. Mm. Mm. So that's like a really big send-off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... That was a huge power pack to just send it out there. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, speaking of being more aware, you know, our consciousness has opened up so much more. Pluto wasn't even in our consciousness at that time. Oh. We didn't even realize it existed. <laughs> uh, was that uh, just due to the time, you know, that uh, or the size of the planet, or what... Uh... There have been some debates about it being a planet at all, haven't there? Well, most of the astrologers I know, at least back from from the day, you know, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we had all accepted that Pluto had been one of Neptune's moons that got knocked out of orbit. Oh, okay. Yeah, which explains its traumatized energy. (laughs) Yeah, right. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah, but see, we didn't even know about Uranus or Neptune back in the 1500s either. Mm, it wasn't wow. until, like, you know, around the time of the Revolutionary Age, you know, the American Revolution and the, and the French Revolution, mm-hmm, when Uranus mm-hmm. was discovered. And it was like in the 1820s when Neptune was discovered. So none of, the, none of those energies were even calculated or considered into any equation. Wow. And, and so, you know, now we're, we're not only aware of those celestial bodies, but we've been studying their effects for long enough that we've got a, we've got our finger on the pulse with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you think it's possible that we have, uh, as of yet, uh, still missed a few planets, or do you think that this is uh, going to be it? <laughs> well, we have missed so much. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's like the, the journey of discovery has barely begun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like we just climbed out of the primordial ooze, really. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we have other celestial bodies that we can see in the sky that uh, the authorities are trying to hide and, of course, won't won't tell us about at all. Uh-huh. But, you know, 
like NASA, N-A-S-A, it stands for Never a Straight Answer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to tell us what these things are that we're photographing in the sky. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're ready to have a, a, a lot of new influences, or at least influences we haven't known about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or maybe they're so, about. There's so much of that. I mean, there's sure. such a wealth of that material, the uh, things that have been discovered, because there's a, an entire breakaway civilization that uh, has been kept secret. And now um, it's uh, talked about, and you can go to a breakaway civilization conference like you can go to a UFO conference yeah. and find out, uh, you know, some things. I mean, obviously, we don't know a lot about the technology, but it's hundreds of years more advanced. And um, certainly... Uh, they're doing things that we uh, couldn't even dream of. Well, there are technologies on this planet right now that are way beyond our science fiction. Mm. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. So anyway, it's going to uh, be a wild ride out in front of us. Now, a lot of people had expected everything to happen on January 12th when these went exact. Oh, but, dear. No, yeah. I... I, I think I finally learned that lesson in 2012. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't all happen on that day. <laughs> right. So but it does uh, present a precise marker. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, so, but yes, I, everybody holds their breath when they're waiting for celestial stairs to come out of the sky and, you know, beautiful beings with wings floating around and, and, uh, well, especially since we're dealing with Pluto's journey through Capricorn, mm. you know, the Lord of the Underworld, who, among other things, influences all things deep, dark, hidden, and secret. Mm-hmm. And Capricorn involves everything out in the public eye. This is the great <laughs> apocalypse, the unveiling. So mm. we can go back to one of our favorite quotes from our friend Carl Gustav Jung, mm-hmm. and that is that we do not become enlightened by envisioning or imagining beings of light. Mm-hmm. but by making darkness conscious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. And so when these two went exact, everybody's expecting, oh, fireworks and all these cool things are going to be on the news or whatever, and sorry. Right. It's like, <laughs> you just opened the lid of the sludge pit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because humanity has a deep, dark, ugly shadow that is yet to be integrated. Oh, yes. <laughs> My goodness. I think we're in a... A massive denial about that. Well, sure. And so as soon as this went exact, it's kind of like the energies just kind of went brrrr. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly it's like we're walking through sludge. Uh (laughs) And especially right now, because we've got Mercury retrograde in Pisces, no less. Oh. And, you know, (laughs) know, it's Mercury retrograde, but in Pisces? Yeah, that's weird. What would that do? Well... Let's let's look at Mercury, because that influences, the, like, our left brain, the thinking mind, as they call it in the East. Okay. And, okay, it's, it's like that Gemini kind of energy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very active thinking kind of energy. All right? Now, Pisces is kind of like, hey, man, you want another hit off the bong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know oh, that like, one. Okay, all right. Well, see, this is like Mercury is suddenly doing a mushroom trip or something. Oh, my. <laughs> That's funny. And, and, of course, in our society, we don't make any sense, of course. And, and you, would right. think, you would think after, you know, these cycles had been going for a few billion years, we would catch on. Mm. 
And if we lived in a natural society, we'd say, hey, man, for the next three weeks, Mercury's going to be retrograde. No deadlines. Right. It's like, hey, time to, to kick back and let's be creative. Let's come up with cool ideas so when it goes direct, we can start doing something with it. Yeah. But no, we have to put our shoulder to the millstone and grind it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Grind ourselves to a nub. Well, yeah, that's the whole idea of this mm-hmm. uh, this old control grid, which is in the process of being systematically dismantled. And that's mm. a huge part of the influence of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. Well, now, I always had the impression that Saturn was uh, not uh, amenable <laughs> to that kind of activity. In fact, quite the opposite. He was quite a control freak when it comes to... Um, you know, keeping humans, uh, uh, oh, in cages, shall we say, and controlled, and so on and so forth. The uh, energy can, all right, now the energy can be used for that. Uh-huh. But it can also be used for doing another thing Saturn does, and that is constructing things so that they work properly. Oh. Yeah. Well, then, there's a, there's a lot of construction going on. <laughs> Right, and so we can see Saturn also like, well, you know, I like to say, oh, let's let's picture him as the, the young engineer who's all jazzed because he figured all these cool ways to give you upgrades. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's actually a Saturn function. Wow. Okay, but, but one of my friends had said, well, still, you know, Saturn is the old man. So let's just see <laughs> Saturn as the wise old mechanic who says, man, you need to get an oil change and a tune-up right now. right exactly Uh, uh, well I guess a lot of us uh, grew up not liking or caring for authority very much well that's because the authority has been abused oh (laughs) absolutely and so there's there's no great cosmic law that says the energy of Saturn has to be old world authoritarianism Right, right. It can simply structure things so it can facilitate <laughs> what our spirits are leading us to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be nice if it if it works that way. Um, are the people, are the people, are the beings or entities that are <clears throat> basically pulling the strings from from wherever they pull the strings, <clears throat> are they also capable of <clears throat> manipulating the planets? Now, of course, we've got lots and lots of different beings from different worlds, oh, yeah. et cetera, here. So oh, which ones in particular, or which type in particular are you talking about? Oh, okay. Well, let's just say the most uh, uh, avid uh, ruler types, like the uh, draconian uh, types that might <clears throat> be uh, apt to... Uh, rattle uh, if you got too close to them. <laughs> okay, now those do have considerable technologies compared to what <laughs> earthlings have, which is oh, like yeah. virtually nothing. So <laughs> they do have, have uh, quite a bit of ability, but nothing near what you would have like with the Galactic Federation. Oh, yeah. And those from the from the intergalactic councils that are here. Mm-hmm. And we actually do have some intervention going on in that department. 
Oh, well, thank goodness. Yes, otherwise the Earth changes would be a lot more severe at this point in the game. Oh, yes, yes. That that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, we would be rocking and rolling big time. <laughs> right. If we did not have this intervention going on. Oh, wow. Well, so we get to play out our fun game here without <laughs> without the total upheaval. Well, that's great. I mean, that's really good news. I mean... Anybody that's listening to the show right now should be jumping for joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so anyway, uh, right now, especially with Mercury retrograde in Pisces, yeah, it, it feels kind of sludgy, and people are wondering, well, when's everything going to start happening? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, it didn't happen on the 12th. When's it going to happen? Well, it's going to happen incrementally. And, well, first of all, our friend Mars has now gone into Capricorn. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's gonna be—he's like the spark plug here. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, I came into Capricorn on February sixteenth. That's fairly recent, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like little, not too long after the uh, conjunction. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So, at any rate, uh, so he's just going to cruise straight through. Capricorn not retrograding back in or anything, and, and on uh, March 30th he'll he'll leave. But meanwhile, he's going to be triggering everybody, and you know, you know, anybody who needs a jump start, you know, he hooks up the, the battery cables, <laughs> the jumper cables, and it's like, okay, here we go. So that kind of sparks it a a bit, and then of course we will have our friend Uncle Jupiter, who was already in Capricorn when the conjunction went exact, and he's going to catch up with Pluto. Oh. Ooh, so Mars will have already come through there and sparked everything, and then Uncle Jupiter's going to come up and go exactly conjunct with Pluto in our skies on April 4th. Wow, April 4th, yeah, that's uh, not too far away. No, it's not too far away. And Jupiter in Capricorn is going to go up to 27 degrees and then retrograde back to 17 degrees because, you know, Jupiter likes those long, sweeping retrogrades. And then go direct again. And so we will actually have this as a triple transit. We will have Jupiter exactly conjunct Pluto three times before 2020 is finished. Wow. Has that ever happened before in an earlier centuries, do you think? or uh, This didn't happen last time. I just looked at the one in the 1500s. Oh, okay. And it didn't happen then. So, uh, so yeah, this, this, surprise. This is going yeah, to be really good. Oh, oh good. <laughs> when you say that, I know uh, visions that come into my mind of, uh, and it's not sugar plum berries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just say that a lot of the things that the so-called conspiracy theorists have been talking about for years, or even decades, we will start seeing manifestations of it in 2020. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, we're not going to see it all, of course. Well, of course. It's going to have to be done incrementally, like with introducing us to our Galactic Federation. Oh. It will have to be done incrementally. What you'll have to see is ones coming in who could almost pass for Earthling. Uh, they wouldn't be so shocking for, oh, yeah. for the humans here. Good. Yeah, so we'll start off with them. You know, Some of our Pleiadian neighbors and others will gradually work their way in. And then eventually we'll get to the point where it's like the more alien they look, the cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm just I'm just loving it all. I mean, you know, I used to think that the, there couldn't be anything much uglier than a gray, but <laughs> I've learned the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and uh, there actually uh, there may be some very beautiful um, emanations from the those uh, wonderful creations. So uh, it's just a matter of being open to it and finding out. And an important thing is for us to step into our creatorship. Yes. We are the creator. We have been trained, we've been programmed and conditioned to give our power away to external forces for millennia Mm -hmm. (laughs) upon millennia here. Mm -hmm. Eons. We've been conditioned for that on this planet. And it's time for us now to step into our creative power. That will make the biggest difference of all. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, one of the biggest problems I see, uh, or biggest deterrence to that, is uh, the rampant uh, lack of self-worth um, and uh, the mind control, the societal mind control, which has basically made everybody feel insecure and ridiculously useless. <clears throat> Well, just turn on... Well, actually, this is not actually a suggestion here, kids. Okay, all right. I, I, <laughs> I'm being facetious here. Turn on what you call the news. <laughs> oh, yes, right. <laughs> In other words, go to the corporate propaganda machine and right. analyze what they're doing. It's designed, first of all, to put you in fear. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're right. not coming from that place of divine love. You're coming from a place of fear if you're hooked into that. And they want to make you angry. Mm-hmm because that dissipates your energy. Right, right. And they want to help you feel powerless. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the goal. Yeah, that's why I never watch it. Exactly. One of many reasons. I mean, you know, I I don't like hearing lies and manipulations and distortions anyway. Right, well, that's why I have never owned a television. Oh, I didn't know that. I figured that out when I was in high school. Good for you. Wow. Yeah, I came into my awakening to this stuff when I was 15. That's quite a story in and of itself. Oh, yeah. And by the time I was 17, I came to the conclusion that television is a weapon Uh being used for social engineering by beings who do not have our best interests at heart. Wow, well, you hit that one right on the mark. (laughs) And I determined then at age 17 that I would never own a television, I would never subscribe to a newspaper, and I would never subscribe to a news magazine because it was propaganda, and I would not allow it to influence my perceptions of reality. Wow. Damn. (laughs) So I... Okay, now we're talking 1966 here. Jeez. Okay, and so since that time, I have studied this world through very different lenses than the average Oh, reader. yeah. Yeah, those old dusty tomes in the back of libraries. <laughs> well, yeah, I got into some of those, too. <laughs> they had some very interesting things, and some things that weren't even in the libraries. Oh, wow. Uh, well, they burned so many books, it's a wonder there are any left. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. Uh, every once in a while, they get into a, you know, a phase. Oh, let's yeah. burn all the books. They don't need them. Well, actually, speaking of, of burning books, um, uh, the Vatican, our good friends at the Vatican. Oh, okay. yes, right. Okay. Now, they had actually been over here, you know, like pre-Columbus. 
Right. Okay. And they knew the knowledge that was stored here, you know, especially like at the, you know, the Incan libraries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they had come over here. They had actually copied off all of the knowledge. Wow. And it was back at the Vatican. And then they told, you know, the Spaniards and the others, just go over there and destroy everything. That's your mission. Wow. Because oh, they had are... the knowledge. They had the knowledge, and they didn't want other people getting it. Uh, well, that seems to be the case pretty much in every uh, uh, controlled society. And they've all been controlled, so I don't know if we've ever had one that isn't. Well, not in recent memory. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but memory. the part... What's that? The, yeah, the exciting part is this is where that whole old control grid comes down, because they've already lost that ironclad grip they had on the planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, st- they still have a grip or scattered grips here and there, and they're losing those grips. But they no longer in are in the control seat that they had been in for so long. Mm, I bet they could be pretty pissed off. <laughs> well, let's just say that they're throwing temper tantrums. Oh yeah, and they're not going to go down without a fight because yeah, that's all oh, they yeah. know. And so we're going to get to watch this start really playing out here in 2020. Ah, yeah, I kind of figured it would be like that. <clears throat> Yep. Yep. And it just happens to be an election year in the U.S. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, that was something I didn't think was going to last as long as it has. What's that? The elections. I thought for sure that oh. people would have seen through those at least 10, 20 years ago, and they would have just kind of abolished them. Wow. But I you guess really not. Have... You had, you had a lot of faith in humanity that most of us didn't have. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, I did. I lost it along the way, though. I, I, I woke up and went back to sleep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, it should be and also, uh, it seems that there are some pretty decent people in the, in, uh, uh, the creation process when it comes to um, oh, things like movies and um, uh, visual arts and things like that. Um, I think that there is a lot of, well, there's not a lot of license, but there's enough license uh, to make movies like um, the one about the, uh, you know, the eye. Uh, oh, <laughs> I can't remember. It's so silly. I can't remember his name now. The the person who wrote that series of books with uh, Frodo and the rest. The well, um, okay, that's uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Yes, yes, yes. And the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and they didn't Hollywood it too terribly. No, no. But, I was but you can't watch those movies and think you have the essence of the books. No, no, not at all, not at all. But. Uh, uh, it would be interesting to see something that was uh, uh, really made so well and so closely to the to the original ideas that it just was startling. <laughs> I think that would get a lot of attention and a lot of ratings. Well, this will eventually turn around, but we have yeah. to remember that Hollywood has been a major part of the propaganda machine mm-hmm. right. of the old control grid. Right. And now people have been talking for many years about the upcoming time of the mass arrests. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, what's well, going on with that? We're going to start seeing this. And again, it's going to be incremental. And we're going to see more from Hollywood than we are in, like, the Washington, D.C. crowd. Because well, the people's deepest emotional body attachments are to the political belief systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what's going to start really breaking it is when you have, especially like the, the pedophile and Luciferian child-sacrificing people in Hollywood busted for those things. Oh, yes. Well, I think it, it, it pretty much has, uh, has started in earnest <clears throat> with, um, uh, what, uh, what's his name, Jeffrey... Uh... Oh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he probably thought that would never happen. But... Well, they all thought it would never happen. Yeah. And there are a lot of them that uh, for it to happen too. <laughs> so well, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are going to be really, really disappointed uh, because a lot of these celebrities they've idolized mm-hmm. are going to be revealed for the creepazoids they really are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then it's going to start hitting them really hard when they realize it's the politicians they've been entrusting with their votes. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a big one. Yes. Now, you might have noticed that uh, the warning was given in 2017 uh, that if you're one of these people, uh, yeah, you might have been born into this, because a lot of this is intergenerational. Uh. So so people might have been just born into it, raised in it, and and some people may have been seduced or blackmailed into it, etc. So if you want to get out, get out now. Right. And then if you look at those massive lists of people like in Congress who did not run for Mm re-election, and it's like, okay, if you're one of those people, like if you're a traitor, yeah, you might get the death penalty. If you're guilty of this, that, and the other thing, you might get life in prison, blah, 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 down the list. And the last one on their list was, if all you did was some minor criminality to make more money, you might get a deal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. But... So many people just opted out. Oh, yeah, and also, the, yeah, and the CEOs that started resigning left and right. Wow. So the resignations have just been massive these last few years. Well, you know, I haven't kept I haven't uh, kept in touch with all that part of it because I, I don't read the newspapers. <laughs> well, there there are independent journalists and investigators who are uh-huh. real. Well, they're they're internet sleuths. Oh, yes, right. They know how to use the Internet. And, and see, they understand the way uh, Google and other elements of the system will manipulate the search engine results. They change mm-hmm. the algorithms to hide mm-hmm. information f- from you. Mm-hmm. And you know, a few years ago, uh, people like Mark Zuckerberg and Eric Schmidt were talking about creating Internet ghettos. Huh. What would that be? That is that, according to your belief system, you will for the most part, only be able to have on your search results things that already agree with what you're into. Oh. And, and other things will be hidden from you. Oh, I will. Like a, yeah, like this, this one woman uh, uh, was trying to explain this to her dad, and he didn't understand. She said, okay, Dad, type Monsanto into your search engine. <laughs> 
And so dad did, and of course it was all about, you know, the good investments and, and the profits that Monsanto makes and blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah, because he was into investing. And, and she said, well, see, they know they, they lost me years and years ago. Uh, so let me show you what happens when I type it in my computer. <laughs> and it comes up about, you know, Monsatan and all that. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, glyphosate, the devil's molecule and all <laughs> and all of this stuff that, that Monsatan Corporation has been doing. And it's like, whoa. You know, so like Dad's head was like blown apart on that one. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's so, fun yeah. to see people's heads spinning around. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, recently uh, I was searching around on the Internet and somebody was quoting some, some guy I'd never heard of who uh, writes articles for some... You know, smaller uh, platform that I had never heard of, mm. but this guy had really done some digging in government documents and coming out with stats and and so forth, and was like, "Holy moly, this guy did a tremendous bit of research." Mm. And so I typed, I just went to Google Chrome. That's a little experiment. I went to Google Chrome, typed in his name and the title of the article, and nothing came up. Oh, I went page after page after page. So according to Google Chrome, this guy doesn't even exist. Wow. And, and that article was never written. Wow. Well, that's wow. a validation for sure. Yeah, and so then I went to startpage.com. Oh, okay. Okay, now startpage.com accesses Google, but they don't have the uh, all the filters that Google has. Ah. So you're able to access that all that data without having Google filter it out for you. And oh. so I typed, I typed in exactly the same thing, the guy's name and the article. The first th- thing that came up was a, a, a major platform that was talking about that article. Uh-huh. The second thing on that very first page was the, the writer's website. And the third thing was that smaller platform that actually posted the article. Hmm. So there it was, the first three things. Boom, boom, boom. It was wow. right there. That's yeah, interesting. Right. Uh, you, you can do that with so many things. Now, yeah. uh, that's all, uh, that's a new, uh, fairly new uh, search engine? Uh, no, it's been around for quite a few years. Oh, it's just new to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> new to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so the, uh, the, the cheating of the system is just astonishing, and the censorship of anybody who's, like, trying to reveal the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, YouTube... You know, mm-hmm. has been uh, taking down channels left and right. They really amped up their uh, their censorship uh, a few years ago. <laughs> One day, I got on YouTube and it was like twenty percent of the channels I was subscribed to had been taken down. Wow! Yeah, they violated uh, our community standards and you know their copyright oh, yeah. strikes against sure, them. Sure, sure. All, <laughs> all those lame excuses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know they get demonetized. You know, like. Uh, YouTube promises all these people, you know, come on and be YouTubers, and and you know you'll be able, depending on how many clicks you get, all, you know, all the, that view and so forth, the sponsors, yeah, you'll get money for it. Well, then they demonetize people that are not supporting the new world order, which is actually the old world order. Yeah, right, right. Well, isn't that what the International Money Fund and all those other uh, players at the closer to the top do with countries? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like people like George Soros? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, 
Yeah. Oh, the IMF, yeah. Mm. The BIS, all those, all those good friends of ours, yeah. Well, but the international then, banking system, you know, that central banking system, is just, uh, well, it's like that's a shell game. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it's countdown time. It's all. Going oh to be yes, right. In other words, we are going to see it uh, dismantled. Yeah. More, if you want to put it like that, I guess, or yes. see it for what it is, and then people will have to. <laughs> Uh, react and <clears throat> figure out what they want, and of course there will be solutions presented immediately because they'll have solutions that they want you to take. But um, well, the thing is, they're no longer in the seat of control that they were in. Right. So, well, they're finally still putting money at the Fed. Yeah. Well, the Fed, well, the Fed won't be here. Well, or it'll be so revamped it wouldn't even resemble the Fed that's here now. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, that, that whole system is going to go because the central banking system has not exactly been user-friendly. No, it hasn't. No. So, at any rate, uh, you know, so much of this has been prophesied anyway. Right, uh, right. This, this is the time of the great shift of the ages. And the shift is hitting the fan. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> yeah, and so this this year is going to be really, really cool to watch, because especially, you know, like the big triggers, like when Jupiter has its three times of being right smack on top of Pluto in our skies, it's going to be like, okay, that's really mm-hmm. going to be pushing all of this. Because, uh, you know, it'll come over again on, uh, on the 4th of April, and then uh, pretty soon it's going to go retrograde. So at the mm. end of, of, of June, it's going to come exactly over Pluto again. In wow. Retrograde. And then it's going to eventually go into, into direct motion again, because <laughs> you know, Jupiter's going to go back to 17 degrees, and so go direct, and it'll be on uh, November 12th when it goes exact for the third and final time. Wow. That's going to be quite a ride. Yeah, so that's a nice big window of opportunity mm-hmm. for Big stuff to happen mm-hmm. for the global metamorphosis, which is primarily looking at Pluto's journey through Capricorn. Mm. Wow! So this will be fun. Oh yes, well it seems like, it seems like it's kind of fun already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just that the general public isn't quite aware. You know, there are still all these people out here who think they can turn on BS LSD or something and and get something truthful. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, the corporate propaganda machine is not really where you want to go for your Mm-mm. for your information. And, but nope. it's amazing that, the, that those corporate networks uh, are to the point where half their viewership is people who don't believe in them at all. And if you read, <laughs> some of them even disable comments because they get trashed <laughs> so much. But it's people just looking at how they spin the story. Oh yeah, right, right. Just like a top that uh, runs forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is exciting. You know, in, in in numerological cycles, the number twenty indicates a turning point. Mm-hmm. So the year twenty twenty is like the turning point of turning oh, points. Oh, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, and I finally sat down and started writing my twenty twenty article. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Your articles are just the best. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, and uh, I 
hope that somebody will alert me to <laughs> the moment it comes to um, Laura Bruno, I guess, will be publishing it for you. Right, yeah. It'll be posted on Laura Bruno's blog. And, well, we're connected on Facebook, so I'll, I'll put that link up. Oh, good. I'll make, good, it, I'll good. make sure you get it in case. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, because they're just uh, mind-blowingly uh, lucid and clear and and exciting, <laughs> you know, without uh, any kind of uh, extra stuff to make it, you know, fluffy. It's just I, what it is. Yeah, I kind of like don't do fluff. No, you don't, <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be nice. Every now and then I, I get a new client who, who will say, no, uh, I don't want sugar coating. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, if you wanted sugar coating, you came to the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Although I do like to encourage the positive experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't see anything wrong with that. But, uh, you know, it's it's also helpful to be aware of the uh, uh, possible... Uh, pitfalls or um, uh, pits in the road that one might hit, and uh, if one was unaware, one might uh, go through the windshield. Well, yeah. So it and does usually help. That kind of, yeah, that stuff usually happens when we are really going up against the grain of the flow of the energies. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just tuning into the flow, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just the flow of what's happening on the Earth or with the Earth herself. I mean, this is just part of a solar system, which is part of a constellation, which is part of a, you know an arm of a galaxy, and mm-hmm. you know, which is part of the whole galaxy, which is part of a galactic <laughs> cluster. You know, blah blah blah, on and on. <laughs> you know, just the flow of universal energy. We have been so out of alignment. It's oh been- my gosh, yes. Oh. I mean, it's just it's frightening, really. <laughs> to think about and I so I try not to think about it too much and I just focus on my own little uh, inner work that I do and and a little right. outer work and today was well, a lot of outer work burning right. fires and trees okay yeah but a, a big key of course is our attitude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because we can look at it and not be frightened by it or freaked out by it or angry about it uh, and actually, one of the most beautiful approaches was presented back in the 90s by Tashiratachi Ren, who said that if you would make following your spirit each breath and each step the mission and regard everything else as entertainment, mm. you could stay in balance. Oh, that's interesting. Remember, it's just a matrix. It's just a movie. Right, right. Well, it is 12-dimensional, isn't it? Well, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so let's just say that everybody that wants to, uh, or that believes, or uh, thinks that they're going to be moving up to the fifth dimension, um, they're not going to be much higher than they were <laughs> in three and four D. Well, yeah, that's one of those uh, limited, hence limiting teachings. Mm-hmm. Right. It's um, it's the the limited awakening, right? Let, let let's inch forward a little bit and stop. Yeah, right. <laughs> glow, little inchworm, glow. <laughs> yeah. Whereas we have the opportunity here, with the matrix programming crashing, 
that we'll have like the cracks opening in the sky and we'll look right through the illusions of the matrix and we'll see the natural universe for what it really is if oh. we are aware and if we're oh. open to it. Oh, I certainly am working on it. No, no question about that. And you know, just that, that first glimpse into reality and to actually see uh, creation as it is um, however it is, uh, would just be breathtaking no matter what. Yes, well, however it is happens to be infinite. Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> it might take a while. <laughs> you might or just have be... to jump into the hole and kind of poke around for a few billion, trillion, quadrillion years. Well, that's okay. Eternity is a pretty long time. Yeah, geez. Right, and infinity's kind of big, so lots of possibilities <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's no emergency. Mm. See, that's matrix programming. Oh. You know, how, how many of these uh, approaches are actually fear-based? Oh, probably most of them. And it, yeah, it's like, come on, come on guys, it's, it, it's, it's... Our our time to step into our creatorship. We are the creator. We are the field. We mm -hmm. are it. And to actually accept that is what we're looking for here. Mm -hmm. Open up, kids, mm -hmm. because this can be like the the ultimate exciting ride. And so many people think that this means that we go into the void and we become non-existence as who we are. But uh, as Protarian has often said, you can have your cake and eat it too. Mm. Because you can be the infinite field itself, that infinite consciousness, and simultaneously be any kind of being you want in any kind of world or dimension or cosmic plane or universe or whatever you want. Mm, that sounds good to me. <laughs> right. There, there, there's no great cosmic law that there's a certain way for you to be mm -hmm. and to explore and have fun because this is in infinity. Well, you know, it's funny how much we've been shut down and taught uh, not to use our imagination or be creative or, uh, you know, to be practical and keep your head on straight and, you know, follow the rules and walk this way and don't do this and don't do that. And, you know, that kind of programming after a while, it does kind of take over. But I have a feeling that uh, a little dose of reality will snap people out of it. <laughs> yeah, and that's a big part of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And Capricorn is like, it's the thunderclap here mm. that, that gives us a jolt and wakes us up. Wow. Yeah. And once we see through so many of these illusions of the religions, the governments, the economic systems, etc. Once you see through those illusions, it's like seeing through an optical illusion. Your brain cannot go back and see it the old way. Right, right. I think mine took a twist a long time ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just can't snap that out of my head anymore. <laughs> well, you know, it, there are certain things that your brain just won't do. Yeah. You know, like like if, if somebody holds like a flashcard with a word on it, and, mm. and 
holds up in front of you and says, okay, now don't read this. Look at it, but don't read it. <laughs> right. It's like, well, if you're literate, it's already been read. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's done, and your brain cannot erase it. Yeah, so, absolutely. So once we, we see right in front of us, and mm-hmm. we know, because, you know, it's, it's going to resonate at a level that we have not had resonance, and it's going to be like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's where friendships will <clears throat> could be a very wonderful uh, resource uh, when people. Well, I mean, it could also work both ways uh, if some friends don't wake up. But I'm guessing that this is a time when things kind of happen on mass, and uh, our friendships could be very supportive if we have friends that are open-minded and probably pretty much are thinking along those lines already. Yeah, and there are those of us who've been prepared for these times, because can you imagine just for a moment the average earthling here, Mm. you know, the ones who actually turn on the television (laughs) and think this is like, okay, this is the news, etc., and, and finally, you know, once the illusions just get shattered. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you think maybe they uh, would have a little opening and maybe they would appreciate some assistance here? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. and compassion. Sure, and so there are, are those of us who know better than to even broach conversations. <laughs> right, right. With, with a lot of these conversations with people, and, and, and it, it's going to you know, start collapsing, and then that's when we open up and say, okay, well, tell me tell me about what your experience of awakening is now. <laughs> and just hold the energies for them. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and then it's like, oh, well, here's a link, or why don't you read this book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there Very are good. lots of people who are, are being prepped right now, and... Uh, and once it really starts happening, then it's like, okay, we can help out these these people. And also, then there are those who would rather go ahead and die. Than, yeah, yeah. Than, than hit, switch. Through the, yeah, through the <laughs> illusions. And so, well, that's okay too. Uh-huh. You know, if if they opt for going into the cosmic recycle bin again, that's okay. Uh, heaven because, forbid. Well, we've how many times have we done that? Oh, please. More than, more than enough, which is why you just responded like that, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, it's like, okay, been there, done that, <laughs> bought the T-shirt, finished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then there are those who uh, will, you know, dig their heels as, you know, as deep as they can. But, you know, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Uh, and we go back to an, a Protarian thing, which is separation onto, uh, uh, excuse me, Separation into oneness. There are those who simply will not be compatible for us. Right. And you know, different groups of people, you know, just won't be able to, get, to get, get along here. So why can't they simply separate into different realities so they're not irritating each other? And actually, if they do that, then it's easier for them to then more gracefully ascend into the oneness instead of always interrupting with each other and disrupting ah, each other. Right. That's so, right. Yeah, so separation in this reality so that they can both more gracefully 
into the oneness. That's uh, that's all cool. Oh yeah, I like that. That's nice. Yeah. So and no rules. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The the old system is just all filled with rules. Oh my gosh! You can't even open your mouth without practically getting a ticket. Well. That's just part of the old system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's. It's about as corrupt as it's ever been. I. I would think. Well, although you know, it might be an exaggeration, but years ago the plur- the Proterians had said that it would take like a whole Pleiadian cycle, which is like about twenty six thousand years. Mm-hmm. Okay, it would take that for even one of our. Uh, speed readers to read all of the rules and regulations that have been rule, been written in uh, Earth history here. Mm. That's you know it's, we're just buried in rules and rules and rules and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> this insanity of of what Congress has been doing, especially in the last few decades here, it's just oh, God insane how many th- thousands and thousands and thousands of pages some of these. <laughs> things oh, are yeah. it's like what in the world? Uh, and of course, and, then go ahead. Okay, but Protarian also said, "Yeah, that's how many written laws you've had, and there are more unwritten." Right. Laws Good than, point. Yeah. Oh. Good point. And yeah. anybody that's uh, bought a, a technical gadget uh, that has a uh, manual that goes with it uh, is bigger than the gadget itself. <laughs> <laughs> and, you Already know, knows. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, according to the system, we're all a bunch of liars because we all say, "Yeah, I understand. I read and understand." <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Scroll down, quick, 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 and click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree to the. I, I I agree to all of them. Yeah, whatever. It was like eighty-four thousand yeah. pages. It was like, oh, I know. My, I feel guilty about it for a second. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a brief second, and that's it. Yeah, but that's the old, 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 old system that we are ready to transcend, uh, and that's really the beauty of it because it's simply transcending. We don't have to fight it. There's no reason to get all bunged up about any of it all. In fact, uh, if you're looking at what's going on out there, if you're afraid, if you're bunged up about it, you're all angry or whatever, or whatever. Well, that's your first clue. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, call time out. That means, you know, the the system has its hooks in you then. Right. Right. Because you can't be uh, living in fear uh, and not be controlled by the fear that is being stimulated artificially. Yeah. Oh, there's the word artificially. Oh, like artificial intelligence. Oh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of uh, AI, um, what's uh, going on with that lately? I mean, it has to be uh, so extremely advanced with the number of worlds that it's uh, managing Um, and it's taking on more and more. What do you see as its role uh, in the coming uh, days and weeks and months? And years and decades? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> infinity. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, I, I don't see it going on 
too much farther, like decades ahead. Okay. Because what I'm looking at is we are simply going to transcend it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it looks spooky to a lot of people right now because that cosmic AI, the artificial mm-hmm. intelligence of the cosmic matrix, is going all out in an effort to prevent the humans from mm-hmm. awakening and transcending. Oh, yeah. And so they're really uh, amping it up big time. Now, uh, if you had to say uh, who, if there is a uh, group that's controlling AI, if that's even possible, uh, how does that operate uh, in, in, with integration into all these other systems? I mean, are, are there... Uh, being, say, from other uh, planets that uh, work with AI and are kind of, you know what I'm trying to say, don't you? Yeah. Uh, now, remember your friend uh, George Kvasilis? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, took a, a, another tack here because he went beyond simply artificial intelligence. He talks about technical intelligence. Ah. And so... Yeah, we've got the AI, and then beyond that, the the technical intelligence, etc. But there are beings who are able, at a higher level, to really get in there and play games with the AI, ah, and manipulate a lot of it. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so and and some of them are not necessarily friendly. Oh. Oh yeah, like uh, the being that the. Uh, the Praetorians refer to as the uh, the usurper god of the cosmic matrix. Mm-hmm. Okay, like get in there and hijack the the program of the AI god, the god program, etc. I mean, they, oh my God, this would take a few more shows. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like let's there's... remember to uh, get uh, into the subject right away when we uh, return. Okay. Yeah, because at where we are right now, um, we have the opportunity to simply transcend all of it. And, well, if we return to living the natural organic way in the natural universe, then we are not even concerned with something like the AI or the technical intelligence, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because remember, artificial intelligence, it's an artifice. Yeah, yeah. Which means it was designed by organic beings, kind of like Earthlings, you know, we're, you know, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far <laughs> away, there were beings who were, you know, incarnate as, as beings on planets, if you can imagine that. Yeah, and, and so far out from the heart of creation, they, they were losing their ability to just do spontaneous manif- man- manifesting, and they were right. just out there. And so they started uh, compensating by tool-making. And oh. then, the, then they, in industrial, and next thing you know, it's the computer age, and then they got all this great AI they created, and it can outperform their their thinking capacity and their calculating capacity, and they end up turning their, themselves over to the AI they created. Right, right. Well, I think there have been more than a few movies about that. Yeah, plenty. Yeah, and they're chillingly realistic. (laughs) Yeah. Well...
Well, you know, this has been one of the more most interesting. They're they're always fun and interesting uh, talking to you. Um, and we're just out of time. It All just flew right. by really fast. Well, thanks, <laughs> and we'll do it again. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Good night, everybody.